0: Welcome into the Paul Kowarski podcast. We're going to talk about chipping to slow down the pass rush on both sides of the ball for the Titans, how important that is for them this season and particularly this Sunday. Uh, backside wide receivers who may be wide open but not factor into things. The lack of separation by said receivers on opening day and what a concern that might be going forward and just how much it means for the Titans to be a dominant run Defense. I'm brought to you by Jaspers. We'll talk about them in a bit. Let's get right into it. We're going to turn what might have made for an interesting article or post into the lead of this podcast, talking about chipping. Jeffrey Simmons was super complimentary to the Saints for what they did against him chipping inside with the back. Something that's a bit unusual, but that the Titans are probably going to see again. The Titans did a lot of chipping themselves, and they're certainly going to need to do it again against the Chargers to help Andre Dillard, who can expect to see a lot of Khalil Mack and Chris Hubbard against Joey Bosa. We'll start on the defensive side here as we look at this. Shane Bowen said that it was a little bit different to see the Saints using a back on third down, usually a fullback, Something that he thought was successful enough that the Titans are going to have to be ready for it on a week-to-week basis now. First, let's listen to Arden Key talk about this, about being chipped, and then a follow-up with how he scouts potential chippers. He kind of misunderstands my follow-up question where I ask about how he could minimize being chipped. I didn't mean minimize the amount of times that he gets chipped. I meant kind of minimize the effectiveness of the chipper. N- nevertheless I wanted to share what he had to say here.
1: Yeah, just different angles, um how they chipping. Are they are, are they trying to chip me wider, are they trying to chip me inside, uh the departure of the tackle, just different situations of where I met and that chip look and being able to get out the chip and being able to rush the tackle the best way I could.
0: How effectively can you minimize
1: a, a chip? Uh, you can't you can't really minimize the chip. Office coordinator say that guy's getting chipped that game, then that's what it is. Because last game, Jeff got chipped probably every third down that we was out there. So, I mean, if the, office, if the office coordinator game planning for you and the chip you, then you're going to see the chip regardless.
0: And Simmons was getting so much of this from the Saints. And since uh, Key talked there about studying kind of the angles in particular, that he gets from, from tight ends and from running backs who are trying to help the offensive linemen slow him down. I was curious to see what Simmons had to say about how in his preparation, and we know he's a good film study guy who really puts a lot into um, studying the techniques of the offensive linemen, the guard centers that he'll face during a game, how much does he look at the guys who are going to be chipping him And the answer is, not that much. (laughs) Uh, Not really at all. Here's an interesting clip from Jefferson.
1: I would say the Saints did a a hell of a job at it with using their running backs, chipping inside. You know, um, I mean, I talked to T, I talked to everyone. Um, Being, a, I guess, a dominant interior guy, you're going to see that a lot, um, especially. But I would say they're not going to be able to do it that much. um, You know, our edge guys got a lot of presence. You know, having Arden and Harrell back on the edge, and like that's that's good for me. Like I'm not a separate player, so even if they want to keep doing it, you know, why not keep doing it? And um, them guys on the outside are just gonna keep eating.
0: You study those potential chippers the same way you study the blockers that you can I mean, see. I mean, I don't
1: I don't worry about them chippers. Like I, my goal is to win against the offensive linemen when they come. I mean, excuse my language, shit hurt. I oh, was got me in the rib a couple of times, but. I, I, don't, I don't go in there thinking like, oh, I'm about to get chipped. My goal is to, because um, I know it's like when you get in the slide, you get in the slide and I beat the center and then the uh, running back coming. So um, I don't I don't study them chippers. Um, you know, my goal is just to focus on the offense moment. If it's come, it's come. And hopefully, you know, I can see it one good time so I can check the running back.
0: Sounds like they're more pests. You're dealing with the big big animals on the line and these are more. I mean, they just, I mean, I,
1: it's like, a you know, one of them that, Ant bites, you know, when you like, it make you flinch a little bit. <laughs> but that's how it is, cause you. I'm dealing with a lot right here, but then I get this, so I'm like, I wish I, I, I might say I lost, to be honest with cause it's kind of like I said, it, it stings a little bit, but you know, it's wear off um, a little bit. But like I said, it's one of the things that I expect um, to see um, a lot. Uh, I got it a couple times last year, but this past weekend I got it a lot. So, you know, we'll see how it go from there.
0: So. So it's a wasp sting, a wasp sting that'll wear off. Um, but Simmons certainly there sounded like he finds uh, those chips kind of a, more of a mild annoyance than a big disturbance while he's working his way past a, a different sort of uh, presence in front of him with the offensive lane, alignment. Um, I took this to Derrick Henry, who obviously works the other side of this, trying to chip and help slow down some defensive linemen um, on their way to Ryan Tannehill. And he kind of took it as a, a badge of honor. If he's, if he's an annoyance to a pass rusher, he'll take that. And that counts, it seems like, from, uh, from the smile on his face during this answer. Um, that's a victory to him if he can be annoying.
1: I want them guys to get tired of it and you know, not rush as hard as they do, you know, um, especially the premier rushes. want to slow them down as much as possible. And if it's, a, if it's annoying, I mean, it's working so. Mm-hmm. Subside.
0: So, Travon Wesco, Chig Akankwo, Derek Henry, Ty J. Spears, maybe even Julius Chestnut are going to have to stall, slow, delay, redirect be a wasp or an annoyance to Khalil Mack, to Joey Bosa for the Titans to pass the ball effectively against, against the chargers. These guys are premier edge rushers, a level above even uh, Arden key and Harold Landry based on their resumes and work product up to this point of their career. Certainly now, Titans have to do this too much because they have not had elite tackles for some time on the right side since Jack Conklin, who was an All-Pro. It's unfortunate to hear he tore up his knee again in Cleveland and is lost for the season. On the left side, since Taylor Lewan was playing his best football for the Titans, where you could say, "Oh, Lewan out there on uh, Khalil Mack, let's go." He didn't need to be offered any help. That's an athletic matchup. He's gonna take care of things out there, and that's terrific. Titans haven't been in position like that in a long time, which which means two fifths of the Titans' eligible receivers are preoccupied on you know plays that are not super quick pass plays in the passing game. I, I've always kind of felt like that is part of why the Titans um, offense is, can be nondescript a lot of the time. And and certainly while you've got two chippers going on, if AJ Brown's downfield winning in a big way, uh, taking a well-designed pass in stride and getting great yak, you can do great things. But, and and, and I'm not thinking Trevon Wesco is going to, to, Be scoring huge in the passing game as a target, but it does limit the offense somewhat. Mike Vrabel's about to talk us through it and the routes of those chippers are limited after they're done doing their chipping.
2: Um, you know, I mean, they just, you know, they chipped us, they started chipping us and, um, you know I still think that there's there's some ways that you can get those guys involved I mean they won't be at the, the normal depth but you know it's going to take a group effort you know when you play some of these um, premier players uh, in in the league uh, to try to make sure that you know we're, we're taking care of the quarterback we're helping uh, you know, so this is having a plan for for where those guys go and you know, being able to, to help the quarterback and you know somewhere in the route after they do it you know making sure their first job is to to slow them down put them where you know the offensive line wants them to be whether that's inside or making them run around and but then having an opportunity to get into the route so certainly not going to be at 15 yards when they're into the route after they chip but they'll be somewhere out there
0: Conquo said he actually likes it sometimes, the, the chipping role, because the chipper gets lost by the defense, and that made me immediately think of some goal line plays, right, where you see a lot of times a tight end will act like he's engaged with a, with a, a tackle uh, or, a, or a defensive end or an outside linebacker and, um, and, and then release and be alone to catch a, a touchdown pass. Um, and so take that, move that more towards the the middle of the field. And, and Chig feels like he gets some opportunities off of that sometimes. Something to look for um, in the Titans-Chargers matchup and beyond. Um, and look, this is the way the Titans offense has to operate. This is something the Titans defense has to operate against. But boy, on the offensive side, it would be great if they could get to a place where they had an offensive tackle again. Like like a Lewan in his prime, like a Michael Roos in his prime, like a Jack Conklin in his prime, like uh, David Stewart in his prime who could handle some of these things more often by themselves, or a lot of the time by themselves, which gives you a lot more options to run a full variety of routes for the offense um, and stress the defense in in different ways. Now is a great time for you, if you're listening on uh, any of the podcast platforms or if you're watching on YouTube, to flip over to paulkuherski.com and subscribe to become a member. It says here on the bottom of the screen on YouTube, $5.99 a month. If, if you get an annual membership, you can get that down to five forty nine dollars a month. Uh, look, it's, it's a great value of your Titans coverage puzzle. Um, different than than everybody else. You get Blake Bettingfield's uh, scouting reviews and previews of each game. You get Mike Herndon's analytical column every Wednesday. You get um, video conversations with me once during the week, once from the press box after each game, plus everything that I write. Um, all for the price of a beer, a cocktail, cup of coffee, less than that. So come join the club. You'll also be on a private Facebook page where a lot of uh, very affordable tickets from people in the club looking to get them in the hands of other people in the club uh, were were posted about this week. Uh, Another advantage, 5% off at Tennessee tickets Uh, may not seem a lot when you're buying Titans tickets, but when you're buying Taylor Swift tickets um, and and a couple other concert tickets adds up uh, to a great deal in a short amount of time So come, come join the fun Receivers open on the back side There were a few times in New Orleans Where Ryan Tannehill was locked in on one side of the field um, And he had somebody really open up on the other side of the field Some of those seemed to me like late checkdown chances He did not get to One of them is noted by Mike Herndon, who I just mentioned in my advertisement, uh, in his excellent column at the site this week, involved busted coverage on Traylon Burks. On the left, on what was uh, Tannehill's third interception, which was when he really didn't look to anybody but uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the right. Uh, Tannehill was looking to the right from the start, and it was just a situation where he's never going to see Burks on the left, even though Burks very quickly raised his hand, you know, in the universal, hey, look at me, I'm wide open gesture. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of sort through like, are there opportunities to see these backside receivers if they're breaking wide open, even when the play may be. <clears throat> you know, initially designed for uh, for the other side. Here's Vrabel more specifically on that play after we sorted through what we were talking about.
2: Can you give me a specific example? I just don't want to speak in generalities well, and then get the, quoted.
0: On, on, the, on the third pick, it looked like they busted coverage on Burks on the other side of the
2: field. I've, I've referenced that, right? That's, you know, when you go a yes or no, when you go to the back side, you know, you go to the receiver, the single receiver, you're, you're picking a side and um, don't hate the decision you know it's single coverage I think and so we just underthrow it uh, don't give them a chance I, I didn't like the, the execution but yeah there is going to be a side that you're going to start to and progress and uh, certainly you know trailing came out of the bunch um, free you know and so that's you know, wish we just started over there looking at hindsight but there's a lot of single receiver X's in this league and you know hops caught a lot of passes over there So as a lot of other X's in this league in in the backside of three by one. So um, don't hate the decision. You know the execution's got to be better. So it it
0: depends on the set and the play as to whether if something breaks free on the backside, you have a chance. He's
2: made up. You know most of these times. And in that specific example, Ryan, you know he's made up his mind that he's going over there. Um, And and, you know if there's a concept that we're working to the bunch side, um, then then we would certainly have expected him to see it. But that that happens. I understand that.
0: So I, I then had a chance uh, or earlier had a chance to ask Tannehill um, broadly about missed, missed opportunities on the backside of plays and then specifically about that one. And this is where he started on Wednesday to get salty about being asked um, for some specifics out of his failure in the Orleans.
2: Yeah, there's, there's certain areas where uh, reads where you're picking a side, picking a, a matchup and – you're not going to be able to see the other side of the field. Um, it sucks when that happens, right? Whenever you uh, are on the wrong side, but you know you see it happen across the league every week. You know, watching, watching multiple games and uh, and it happens, right? It's just part of part of uh, playing the game. Uh, feels good when you're on the right side, and then obviously sucks, you know, when it happens on the back side.
0: Were there other times where there was maybe a check down opposite what you were looking at that that maybe you could have gone to?
2: <laughs> Man, you guys are trying to break down every play of the game, and there's a lot of areas where. Um, you know, I want to be better and look forward to be better this week. Right.
0: So, um, you know, were there more plays in this game where he was locked into one side of the field? Um, I, I, I don't know. Obviously they're not offering any specifics on that. Um, Titans didn't get separation. We're going to talk about that. He didn't have a lot of guys to go to, but. It sounds like there were maybe some plays where ultimately the progression would have gotten him somewhere where he had a better opportunity and he ultimately didn't get there because he threw somewhere else earlier in the play. Earlier in the play, three times led to interceptions. Earlier in the play, two other times led to overthrows of guys who were wide open on touchdown plays. He was absolutely off. I'm expecting Tannehill to be a lot better on Sunday. Even if age is catching up to him, as a lot of people are saying, he's lost arm strength, decision-making, and all of that stuff, I think he can be a lot better than that, kind of calibrating for those things. We'll see. Uh, Titans are going to have to score some points in order to to beat the Chargers, who are a high-scoring offense, and I think we will manage to score some points against uh, even the Titans' good defense. Titans are going to have to keep up. And, and to keep up, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to be a lot better, even if they get back to being der- very Derek Henry centric. So we will see how all that goes. I'm brought to you by Jaspers. You can see their logo up in the corner over there that I'm pointing to with my head. It's a great bar and restaurant in uh, Nashville, just between downtown and Midtown. Free parking is the n- number one feature that should get you in the door. But once you're in the door, You've got a great menu, uh, great cocktails, great beer, great food. Um, and then while you're waiting on the food, if, if you want to mess around, you can go play papa shot or air hockey or ski ball to keep yourself busy and have some fun with uh, with your date, with your kids, with your business associates. Uh, you can go there alone, like I unfortunately wind up there a lot of times because it's closer to work than home for me. Um, and I'll listen to a podcast and, uh, and, and do some, some work reading, catch up on the latest NFL news. Um, but it's a versatile place in the way that the Titans have acquired a lot of versatile players, so it's kind of like a, a, a Tennessee Titan of restaurants. Uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. Go there, eat there, drink there, dessert there, play some games, park for free. I give it my highest recommendation. You will enjoy yourself. Let's talk about X plays, explosive plays. Um, You know, Shane Bowen said on on some of the big pass plays, the Titans gave up uh, in, in the opener in New Orleans. Some of those were actually winning in pass rush, and they're actually throwing it before we're able to get there. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. Bowen said five plays accounted for 160 yards in the pass game, and he was only counting the plays of 20 yards or more. If you go ahead and add in the 19-yard touchdown and a 17-yard pass play, there's seven pass plays for 196 yards. That's 30% of the passes producing 65% of the yards. John Glennon my good friend kind of posed this question to Bowen you know if the aim is to stop the run and force teams to be one dimensional are you surprised it hasn't helped the titans are pretty good at making teams one dimensional and once they make them one dimensional they get burned by x-plays all the time yeah
1: you would like to think so you know you would like to think if, if- they're going to sit back there and try to throw it, and we know they're not going to try to run it so much. Like, we should be able to rush a little bit better. We should be able to cover a little, little bit better. Um, it all goes hand in hand, right? It takes 11 guys to stop the pass, 11 guys doing their job, the guys up front being able to affect the, affect the quarterback, the guys in the back end being able to cover, and win their one-on-ones, and at the same time, we're in zone coverage, we're in match coverage, being able to execute, right? See see things the same way, and everybody be on the same page. So. X-plays are uh, disappointing. Something we got to get fixed. It reared its head again, and it it was that way early in the season
0: last year. So Shane Bowen says, X-plays are disappointing, something we've got to get fixed. They've had to get X-plays fixed most of the time when things have gone wrong for the defense. And so – you know, how much pride do you take in being the number one defense against the run, which they were last year, when it's paired with being 32nd against the pass? It's it, it's a hollow championship. The Titans, you know, usually if a team's really good in one of those departments on offense or defense, the, the number in the other category isn't that great unless you're really outstanding on offense or defense, right? But the Titans being number one in run defense should come with, like, if they're really a good defense, 12th in pass defense, 15th or 16th in pass defense. When it's 1 and 32, it averages out to, to not being a very good defense. And this year it's one game, they're fifth against the run, and they're 28th against the pass. It's trending this, the same way. And so if they hold the Chargers down, whether Austin Eckler with his bad ankle is playing or not, with Justin Herbert dropping back or taking shotgun snaps, if if he's throwing x-plays all over the field, what's the win in, in stopping the run? I mean, points is the number one thing, and the Titans did do well with points. They should win allowing 16 points. Now, I don't know that they're going to be able to hold the Chargers to 16 points. And X plays, you know, is the determination to stop the run a failed formula, at least without a premier cornerback in the mix? Long drives create more opportunities to go turn the ball over, to let the offense make mistakes, to tire an offense out to make them drive the field with a lot of plays, explosive plays, lift teams up, get teams fired up. The Titans are looking for them on offense to avoid all of those things that I said, and to get fired up and to have quick impact, sudden change, all of those things. At some point being a dominant run defense has to translate into being a more dominant defense overall. And, you know, those X plays, as good as the Titans defense was in New Orleans, the X plays made it not a good enough defense. Separation. Titans receivers really did not do well getting open in New Orleans. I refer you to Blake Bettingfield's piece, his game review piece at the site on Monday. He gave me, he sent me six or seven shots off of the game film. Where the the Titans who were downfield were just blanketed, and there was nowhere for Ryan Tannehill, who was having a very hard time, obviously, to throw the ball. I put four of them, you know, in a grid to give to give people who are reading it an overall sense of what he was writing about. Hopkins is going to win with routes, not with speed. Hopkins missed practice Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury that he suffered late in the game. Burks was a non-factor. Kyle Phillips is missing, but he can win with short area speed, if that makes sense, you know, and, and there can be some victories had there. Chigaconquo can win with speed, but he's going to win as a tight end against, you know, some, some linebackers and maybe some, some safeties. Um, Tajay Spears can win with speed, also w- w- with with matchups like that. And they each broke open for a touchdown catch in New Orleans on well-designed plays um, that were part scheme, mostly scheme, I'd say, but also speed. Speed was going to be what helped them get to the end zone, except that Ryan Tannehill o- overthrew both of them. Um, this has been a problem, the Titans' inability to separate at wide receiver, So it makes Tannehill have to make tight window throws, which obviously he wasn't making in New Orleans. It may continue to be a good uh, problem against good defense with quality rushes paired with, with quality personnel in the secondary. Meanwhile, we see Chris Olave getting 3.5 yards of separation on average and Rashid Shaheed getting three yards. Of separation on average Against the Titans Shahid 17.8 yards A catch on five catches Undrafted out of Weber State In 2022 He ran a 4 3 There but he's six feet Tall and 180 pounds Those are listed numbers so he's probably Smaller than that right So that pretty much disqualified him From being a guy that the Titans would have Would have made a priority free agent That year now look Nick Westbrook-Akine, he got open, uh, average separation was 2.9 yards, so he did a good job, and he was the security target for Tannehill against the Saints. But Hopkins' separation, which we're not expecting to be much, was two yards on average. Burks wasn't on the list that NFL Next Gen Stats puts out, and the list ended at 1.3 yards. Here's Tim Kelly on alternatives to separation, uh, and, and situations where he thought there was some separation.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, try to, try to get different matchups, try to move people around. Um, you know, there, there's a, a variety of different things that we can do. And were there times where there wasn't a lot of separation? I think so. But there's also times where, where, you know, I thought guys ran good routes. Um, a couple of examples of trail winning some good routes and getting open a couple of examples of hop doing it, you know, so, uh, Again, it's, it's, it's all about consistency. You can't turn the ball over, and we got to be able to go out there and play, you know, winning football uh, for, for four quarters in order to win this league.
0: Give me one wide receiver who can really shake tight coverage, who could break open with some consistency, who's judged to be a threat by the opposing defense. Look, we we felt like once they got Hopkins, they rounded the group into better shape. I know Phillips isn't out there right now, and I know people are down on Kyle Phillips, but he is an important ingredient to the group. But the two most dangerous guys, as I said there, in terms of speed for their position, are a tight end and a running back. And I think we're going to be talking about lack of separation a lot and if Tannehill's not playing better, throwing with more surety and accuracy, stepping into throws and showing more power and arm strength, it becomes more of an issue. Uh, and I know a lot of you are thinking, well, one of the kids is going to be playing. Well, if one of the kids is going to be playing, those kids are used to, to receivers being a lot more open in college and not having to throw into teeny-tiny windows. And the Titans, look they got a lot better at wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins being on the team than DeAndre Hopkins not being on the team. He may not be on the field Sunday with his ankle. But the absence of a threatening guy who can get away from a defender to be open-open, like open-open in the NFL, which isn't extremely open. Hurts this team, haunts this team. It's going to be a problem on a lot of Sundays for this team. My thanks to Jaspers for sponsoring this fine product. And my advice to you, as always, please, please do not block the box, but be sure to lock your locks.